Hello and welcome. I am alive again. So, I think I... I definitely broke a streak, but I'm on... I think this is the first one in two days. I recorded one two days ago, and it occurred to me just a little while ago that I never actually posted it. I think... No, I'm sure, because I couldn't think of a picture to go with it. So, the one before this one, sorry for its being late. Hopefully this one will come right in succession the day after that. Or, yeah, the day after that. Uh, although it's sort of a weird position to be in to have uh, one ready to or to have sort of an extra one. Usually it's like, ah, oh, crap, I haven't had anything in a while. But now it's like, oh, I have an extra one. I gotta space them out and post them. So that's a good problem to have. Uh, the last two nights, though, I had nothing. Not nothing to talk about, but nothing left to give. I uh, finished the prayers that I would normally do and, and other things that I was had to take care of, and I was over. It was like 9.45 last night, and I was done. There was nothing. I, you know, it wasn't a big deal because nothing was happening, but, you know, if, if some emergency had happened, hopefully nothing does now, uh, I would have been, I could have made it, it could have happened, but, whew, it was the end of things. If someone would have called and needed to have an important conversation, it would have been some tough sledding because I was out of it, which is not usually how I am. Like like I've said before, usually I record these things pretty late at night. In fact, it's uh, almost 11.45 right now. And so usually I am, this is kind of my most mentally awake time of day. But wow, last two nights, I, mm, I was, now I tried to go to bed. I went to bed about 11 o'clock last night and I didn't fall asleep until probably midnight. I tossed and turned a bit, um, prayed to Chapel of Divine Mercy, did some other things. Um, some str- some of it's just stress from the days, um, which is not new to me in this time. Um, I just go and go and go all day, and so sometimes it's hard for me to wind down and relax. But also, it was just before midnight, and I'm just not used to going to bed before midnight. And so my body was like, what are we doing? We're not supposed to be resting. We're not supposed to, we're not supposed to be in bed yet. And so it took me a while to fall asleep, and it really probably was right about midnight when I actually did finally fall asleep. But I'm back, and it feels good is the point. So um, here we are. The thing that I've been thinking about is this seems has the feeling of a turning point. And that's mostly because of the Feast of the Annunciation that we had uh, now two days ago. Well, I guess yesterday, as I'm recording this. Um, you know, Mary's Annunciation, or not Mary's Annunciation, the angel announces to Mary that Jesus has come to the world, that she will be uh, the mother of the Savior. And that itself, uh, as I preached that day, is a turning point for the world. Uh, though it doesn't have any grand dramatic fireworks to go with it. It's not even the same thing as, as the nativity when, as the birth, when there's angels in the fields and shepherds and magi and all that sort of stuff. But when when Christ first comes into the world and the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, conceived uh, and then begins to grow as the baby usually does, uh, it, rather in the usual way, better way to say it, um, God himself has entered into creation and it is... A most significant change. He has sanctified creation in a way that it was not yet previously sanctified. He made it, but he hadn't entered into it yet, and that made all the difference, even though at the time uh, it wasn't revealed as to have made a difference. It wasn't obvious. 
That's one of those classic Catholic both ands where something incredibly important happened. Well, in this case, that looks like something incredibly important having happened, the incarnation, and yet it goes almost entirely unseen. It's both incredibly important and entirely unobserved. And yet that interplay of those two ideas uh, makes it all the more real. So we have uh, the incarnation at the Annunciation, this, this subtle but significant event. Uh, and it also makes me think of, well, it also tied with um, th- this feeling of uh, a turning point uh, tied with finishing the, reading the book of Revelation, which I did not plan to be reading the book of Revelation as this global pandemic began. There was, you know, really getting ramped up in the U.S. Uh, it worked out that way. I, I, I read the Bible continually, uh, you know, beginning to end, and I could start over again now. But it kind of, it made me laugh one day when uh, I got to, you know, when, thing, when things really began to get buckled down here and began to get serious, I I was just getting into the first couple chapters of Revelation when you start getting into the famines and the plagues and, and the disasters. I'm like, oh, wow, huh, that's, that's interesting. Um, it certainly brought new light to the experience of reading the book of Revelation to be experiencing a very mild bit of some of the things that the book references. Uh, you know, it, it, it would be easy in these days to, to read the book of Revelation and go, oh, that, that's all happening right now. Look, there's earthquakes and there's, you know, there's this that's happening. And of course, this is certainly bad and it is unique to our time. But also, it's always, I think it's important to remember that every generation sees something in the book of Revelation that they can point to and say, now's the time. So, and no one's really doing this. I just want to be clear that I'm not doing it either. Not saying that, oh, look, now is the end time. You know, here's all the signs. No. I, I, maybe so. I don't think so. Pretty sure. Um, now, of course, we should always remember, we know neither the hour nor the day, so we should always be ready. We should be turning to the Lord and be, be prepared in faith, because it might come tomorrow. Who knows? Um, but I don't think we can read, I don't think we can fairly read uh, this COVID-19 to be the end of the world. Pretty sure it isn't. That being said, it is nice to have finished the book of Revelation, and it will be a nice page turn to move over to begin again at Genesis, especially to read uh, the first chapter before even the fall. Uh, But even then, after the fall happens, to uh, return to hearing about God's continued graces and the growth of humanity, and um, again, you get the flood very quickly, and then uh, God's promise in the rainbow and never sort of the earth again, and then moving on through salvation history. And so uh, that will be a very distinct uh, difference and, and a beginning again after finishing the book of Revelation. And so, though none of that is any proof whatsoever, and of course I don't propose to speak medically in any way whatsoever, we I obviously still have a long ways to go on that, it does seem to be a turning point, a, um, at least a spiritual one. I wonder if maybe that means that we are beginning to get to a kind of maturity or comfort with this online faith life. Uh, Most of us priests have settled into more or less a habit of what we're posting online. Uh, The people hopefully have settled into a good amount of praying with us and praying, you know, on their own without us too. Um, So maybe there's a, a turning point of spiritual maturity happening here where we are 
um, getting to be, we're getting past that first stage of, of panic and what do we do, and we are getting into something uh, more comfortable. But I can't just rest in, in being comfortable. I was talking, uh, we had a meeting today with Campus Ministry, we had uh, a meeting on Zoom, the Zoom platform, and it was myself, our campus minister here in Weatherford, and a couple of the campus ministers from around the diocese, as well as the uh, Jace Palmer from the, from the Archdiocese offices. And so we were doing some brainstorming, talking about how things are going. And one of the things that, that uh, during that meeting, I guess you could say I was conflicted, or not conflicted, um, convinced, that's not the word I mean either. Um, either way, one thing that I, that I realized we should be doing, or that I should be doing, is having a more, I don't know, having more charismatic presence on 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 social media. I've been doing lots of postings of, uh, you know, my mass recordings and liturgy of the hours and adoration. That is very important, and I want the I want you all to to be seeing that and to be praying along with me. I'm hoping that uh, soon and then after this, especially, uh, we can keep liturgy of the hours going. I can explain it and because uh, it is the prayer of the people, not just the prayer of the priests and religious. It's meant to be for everybody. But personally, uh, convicted, that's what I meant. Uh, I was convicted that um, I ought to be doing things a bit uh, more personally. And I mean that in the sense of putting more personality into what I'm doing. Cause I, I, I realize that I've been, well, I've been doing lots of stuff, you know, posting lots of videos and liturgies and things like that. Um, it's been primarily be praying literally, you know, evening prayer, for example, out of the book and nothing else. Now, again, that is very good. And in fact, the more important part, don't get me wrong, but I kind of had, I was using that as a crutch of saying, well, you know, I'm doing my part, but I think there's more to be done in terms of uh, giving, giving you more substantial things, more, uh, more commentary, more words, more, not just not just more words, but planning ahead, having more good things to say, being more spiritual and nourishing than just uh, having a video of what's in the book. And so pray for me on that. Uh, it is it, it does require uh, stepping out a bit more and um, having more confidence to to do stuff. Um, this, podcast thing is, is one is one avenue and that's been really good but it's dialing that up into uh, uh, even more options both for the parish and for campus ministry and for all of that stuff going on so pray for me for that uh, pray for our many projects that's kind of a weird place to be in because there's the immediate stuff of connecting with the students and the people still you know keeping that kind of stuff going I mean that's why we've been doing uh, adoration Wednesday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday morning to kind of keep that usual liturgical pattern going. Um, but also, there's long-term projects to go to. We're trying to, as we were before all this happened, uh, keep building campus ministry, keep building up the parish, looking forward to future events. And we can't we can't abandon the future for the sake of the present. So we have to we have to plan ahead at the same time as looking at the present. And so pray for all of that going on. I've got lots, I mean, you guys know me by now. I'm not slowing down on my other ideas at all. And it's super tempting to, to push ahead with everything full steam and try and be doing 
long-term projects uh, as if nothing is going on in the world, which is not plausible, right? Things would, there's only so much energy, so much time that you have in a given day. So I need to pace myself and, and not push other people too hard, uh, not have unreasonable expectations for people to cooperate with me. Just because I'm excited doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't have other things to do, right? It's like when your professor gives you like a ton of work to do and you're like, hey man, or hey ma'am, I have other professors too who give me other work as well. Like, you're not the only one. So I'm trying to break myself of that, that I'm not the only priest in the diocese who needs stuff and needs to ask questions. So I need to slow my roll a little bit and be patient. Yes, this is a lot going on right now. The future is not forgotten. So pray for me for that too, because patience is something in, in that regard, especially I'm not very good. I want to get things done and going now and lots of people involved, but it's not always possible like that. So just to circle back, it does feel like a turning point in a certain way. And I don't mean medically. We probably have uh, a worse part to get through with that still, uh, which do what we're supposed to be doing. Stay inside, wash your hands, avoid contact, all that stuff. Please, please, please. The more we do it right, the quicker we get out of this. Um, but it does feel like a turning point spiritually where we've kind of gotten settled in, got grounded in what we're doing, and now it's time to grow and expand and to uh, really make it count. And so that's my hope, that's my prayer, that's my expectation. And uh, God bless, hope you all are staying safe and staying sane. Pray, go outside, go for a walk, read a book, call your friends. I should do more of that too. And uh, we'll make it through, we'll be all right. God bless you. See you on the other side. Bye.